2: interesting that we can pray and yet not pray you know I can sit in a meal and I can have a meal I sit meal. oh thank you God for this meal today at whatever Dustin's or wherever I'm going to you know whatever Jason Oh, thank you God for this meat, meat sandwich or whatever yeah, is great and I say the prayers I didn't mean a thing It just happened. so if I didn't pray really to God
0: God isn't listening because it's not two-way conversation. As creatures of habit, we can sometimes turn something that was once great into a repetitive and mindless action. This, unfortunately, can especially be the case when it comes to prayer in our lives. For some of us, the early stage of our faith was filled to the brim with prayer, only to find ourselves muttering the same select words over meals. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark discusses how even though we might think we're praying, we're simply talking out loud. In our study, Pastor Mark encourages us to fill our prayers with worship, petition, and intercession for those we care for. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with his continuing study entitled, Right Giving, Praying, Fasting.
1: Lord, your
2: Do you know this morning that God is talking to you right now? Oh yeah, it's my mouth. But He's talking right to your heart. After the first service this morning, I left and a, and a guy stopped me and says, man, you got all over my feet this morning. I said, that's all right. God's been on my feet all week too. See, God's speaking to us, not condemning, challenging us. He speaks to us through his word. Have you opened the Bible this week? Did he get a chance to speak to you? You say, well, Pastor Mike, you told me there wasn't a Bible on the island. That's right. Well, I guess God can't speak his word to me. Oh, that's wrong. See, when you were young, if you were in church, and some of you that didn't have that privilege, you're learning it now. David said it like this. I've hid, oh, God, I've hid, I've hid your word in my heart that I wouldn't sin against you. So I ought to know some verses without a Bible that God would speak to me on this island. As I walk around this island, I can think of Genesis. God created all things. Now, if God created all those things, I'm not lost to God. Another verse that should come to mind if you're a Christian, all it says this. God says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I remember the day that I had my open heart surgery about seven years ago, going in on that operating table, a, a, a program that I helped set up at Woodstock. I remember being all alone until the nurse and doctors came and that cold table, getting ready to have my whole chest cut open. That's the verse that came to me. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Wow. You see, on this island, God can speak to you through his word. And that's powerful. And then, of course, the Holy Spirit takes it and just kind of practices and puts it with you. As I was walking this week, and I was studying for this teaching, God said to me, island. And I went, island? Island? So I just wrote it down, and I began thinking about, man, on an island, would he pray? And I, the illustration, this is just like Thursday. I didn't know that we'd have trees and all this stuff here. Hallelujah. But God knew. I mean, I did the wedding, but I didn't know they were going to be here until actually Friday when they came. You see, that was God speaking to me. You say, well, that's neat. He speaks to you. He doesn't speak to me. He wants to. You see, on this island, do you understand what happened? On this island, I give God time to speak to me. All I have is time. I have no TV. I have no, uh, no monitor. I have nothing. I have, I have no radio. I have nothing. I have no communication. So I have plenty of time for God to speak to me. Did you take time this week for God to speak to you? He wants to. Well, then God speaks to me through circumstances. You see, when that... When that case of water came up, did I go, thank Mark? No. I didn't even say, thank Sam's. I said, thank God. Circumstances. So that's, that's simply what prayer is. Now, you're not on an island, but those six things should have happened in your life and my life this week. Not 24-7. Not weird. Just normal. Normal. Every week, God wants to speak to you, and he wants to speak to me. What is he saying to you this morning as the teacher? Now, notice if you look back at that verse 5, Jesus doesn't start by saying this. Okay, here's how to pray. Jesus starts and he says this. Don't pray this way. He says, don't do this. Well, what he talks about... He's talking about the Jews and their prayer, and he says, don't pray like these Jews. There's two errors. Number one, pride. Error number one, pride. They were praying to be seen by men. They wanted to be independent of God, and they didn't even care for God's help. So they were going through the motions of prayer. They were praying, but they weren't praying. See, typically, here's what would happen. Follow me. The Jews would pray at 9 and 12 and 3 in the afternoon. That was their normal times of prayer. They'd go to the synagogue or they'd go to the temple to pray. And of course, they'd be dressed up and whatever, and they'd have their prayer things and whatever. Well, let let me just give you an example. This would be like the synagogue or the temple. And it's 10 minutes to 9, and they're on their way to prayer. Well, they get stopped by somebody and they talk with them. And now it's five minutes to nine and they're still a mile away. So they're in this big shopping center. Boom, it hits nine o'clock. They can't get there. So they stop right where they are with all of you here. And they start their prayers. And they say them out loud. And they're flowing prayers. Just beautiful. And whatever, just people walk by and go, Wow, listen to that. That person is incredible. wish I could be holy like them. I wish I could learn to pray like that. Well, they're praying to God, and out of their ear they hear this, Hey, I'm pretty good. And what happened was, they became prideful so much that they came into the habit of never making it to the synagogue on time. They would always be in the street so that they could get the praise of men. And Jesus says, don't be like them. And he goes on and he basically says, they were praying, but they weren't really praying. Did you get it? What is prayer? Two-way conversation. Well, if I'm praying with the wrong motive, God doesn't even hear me. If I'm praying and I'm not really praying to God, I just want to make sure you hear me, that's not prayer. I wrote these three things. Isn't it interesting that we can pray and yet not pray? You know, I can sit at a meal and I can have a meal. I sit down to meal. oh, thank you, God, for this meal today at whatever Dustin's or wherever I'm going to, you know, whatever Jason's, oh, thank you, God, for this meat, meat sandwich or whatever. Yeah, it's great. And I say the prayers. I didn't mean to sing. It's just habit. So if I didn't pray really to God, God isn't listening because it's not two-way conversation. So Jesus said, don't do that. That's not prayer. Then he goes on. He says, here's how to do it. Look at verse 6. But when you pray, not if, but when you pray, go into a room, close the door, pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. You mean if I do prayer right, God will reward me? Yes. Well, does that mean, Pastor Mike, that public prayer is prohibited? No. Can we pray in a group setting like this? Sure. The whole book of Acts is filled with the church praying. Jesus prayed in group settings. What Jesus is talking about here is not where we pray, but why we pray. You see, if you follow Jesus, this is a good thing for you to kind of pattern your life after. Same for me. In public... Jesus' prayers were short. In private, they were long. You see, if your prayers are long in public, you're probably trying to put on the dog, the show, how spiritual I am. No, Jesus was just the opposite. Short in public and long in private. Now, look at verse 7. Here's the second mistake. And when you pray, not if... But when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans. The pagans, in fact, you can go to many countries today where there's pagan gods, and they just pray repeatedly over, they cut themselves, they do all kinds of things to try to get attention of their God. Of course, their gods are dead, it's not even any use to praying, but that's what they do. He says, it was the same 2,000 years ago, don't babble like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Here's number two thing to write down. Air number two Jesus addressed was this. Long wordy prayers, they felt were more effective. They actually forced God to answer. The longer prayer, the more I say it, the more times I do it, God will answer. So Jesus says, don't pray those kind of prayers. Don't pray memorized prayers that come from the heart. You know, next week, don't miss next week, because Jesus is going to teach us how to pray. The Lord's Prayer. Many of us know that our Father who art in heaven, hallowed by the. And we can we can rip it off, but not pray, because it's not in our heart. It's just a memorized prayer. Jesus says, "Don't do that." See, the Jews would, would many times take the shema and just repeat it over and over again, kind of like a magical incantation. I'm sure you're hearing God. I'm going to just. You hear God God says, "I'm on in my death. I don't have a problem." now God is into persistent prayer but not heartless prayer Barclay also tells us that the Jews had this habit of trying to butter up God and they do this at the address of their prayer listen to this one famous prayer began like this for the Jews blessed, praised, and glorified exalted, extolled, honored magnified, lauded be the name of the Holy One if I did that I'm done with my prayer already and so Jesus says I I love it Jesus what is that? Jesus says Our Father. That's a great start. That's it. Simple. Don't complicate it. Just pray. I want you to circle verse 8 in your Bible. And if you get this verse, you'll be so excited before you leave this building that you you can't wait to pray. Because this verse is phenomenal. Look what it says. Do not be like these people who have to say like, well, I got to tell God what I really need, so I got to give this long list of 49,000 things. It says, don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Now some of you might say, well, if God knows what I need before I pray, why waste the time to pray? Two reasons. Number one, prayer is commanded. And number two, God wants to talk with you. He's into relationships. He's into knowing you and understanding the truth of God's word. Now, I want you to see this picture and see if you can tell me the title of this show. Some of you that are younger won't have a clue, but what, what is it called? Father Knows Best. By verse 8, write that in your Bible. God Knows Best. Now, what do you mean by that? Here's what I mean by that. The word simply says this, that before I pray, God knows what I need. And I know that God's will for me is good. So that means tomorrow when I pray, God already knows what I need for that day, the people that I'm going to be with, the decisions that I need to make, the wisdom that I'm going to have to have, the stamina that I'm going to have, the forgiveness. He knows everything in front of me. And He wants to share it with me. Some of you that are getting ready, you're dating. God already knows He's got somebody dated, picked out for you. He knows that. He'll give you a piece. He'll give you direction. Some of you are waiting to change a job, trying to buy this thing, do this, settle this, whatever. It says He already knows what I need before I ask. If you would come to me and say, Pastor Mark, what do you think I need in my life? Well, I'll give you some scriptures and things like that, general, but I, I can't tell you what you need. I didn't create you, but God did. Will you please understand the power of this verse? You were created by God with a purpose before you came out of your mother's womb. God's plan for you is absolutely incredible. And all you have to do is discover it on a daily basis. And how do you discover it? Through
0: prayer.
2: That is revolutionary, totally revolutionary. And if you'll understand it today, well, you'll just simply be at peace. It's incredible. God's plan, you say, well, I don't think I want God's plan. I want my plan. What, dummy? And I say that in a kind way, but in a very frank way. God's plan for me is way better than any plan I could ever have for myself. It's exceedingly better. And if you'll understand that, then all you get to do is pray, and He gives you. Those things. God's plan for me is better, and he, he knows exactly what I need, and He's willing for me to get it so I can be successful for Him in the world. Now, Jesus says, don't be like them. Pray like this, and you'll get your rewards. Let's go through the four rewards. I want you to write them down this morning. What are the four rewards I get for praying like this? Here we go. I'm on the island. Number one reward. I get to know God. That word know means... Gnosko. It's, a, it's a word of intimacy. The only way you get to know a person is spend time with them. So on the island, what do I have most of? Time. So I'll get to know God. I mean, I'll have time knowing God. No cell phone rings. No late appointments. No sitting up watching the stupid boob tube, some old movie or some sitcom that I watched and I'm worse off from watching it, 27 murders and whatever and 12 rapes. So when I go in bed and feel like, can't sleep tonight, I wonder why. So I get to know God because I've taken time to do that. Second, I get to hear from God. How do you you hear from God? That's what prayer is, two-way conversation. How do you hear from God? You have to give him time. Did, Did you take five minutes a day in the morning to let God speak to you? You see, you're hearing from God right now. Every single one of you here in the commons and the in the in the cafetorium up in the balcony and the internet, you're hearing from God. God's speaking right to you this morning. But it's got to be more than just Sunday mornings. So I get to hear from Him. That's the that's the reward. What am I gonna hear from Him? I'm not going to hear that he's mad at me, he's going to tell me great things and he's going to open doors and he's gonna, I'm going to say, God, I prayed this morning, God, here's some things I want to do in my life and I want you to do these things you just open these doors, God. If, if it's of you and I just prayed for his will. Just walk into the neighborhood. Nobody else around. Didn't have to be holy. Didn't have to put on kind of special clothes. Just put on my walking stuff and walk by myself. Number three. As I pray to God and listen, I get to discover God's will for my life. The greatest thing you can ever do is discover God's will. Well, how good is that? Well, look at Jeremiah 33 Call to me. In other words, pray to me. And I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And the fourth thing prayer does, it shows that I'm dependent on Him. I learn to be dependent on Him. You see, on this island, I'm dead in the water. I can't do anything. You see what happens with you and me, when I get in the corner, oh, I can find a way out. Because I got money. I got contacts. I got time. I got connections. I got land I can sell. I got an education. On this island, I'm dead meat. I'm totally dependent on God. By the way, you are dependent on God. The very breath that you breathe next comes from God I just don't realize it because I don't see myself on this island I want you to understand this point if you get this you 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 captured it the two errors in the days when Jesus was speaking about prayer were number one the Pharisees wanted to be seen they prayed so people could see them that's not our problem today uh, the majority of you people don't pray so people can go, wow. The second thing was, in those days, the Jews, they prayed, but they prayed these huge, long prayers. And they thought by doing that, you could twist God. That's not your problem today. In the church, in America, that's not our problem. Praying so people could see us or flowery, long prayers, trying to twist God's eye That's not our problem. What would Jesus say? to you in Melbourne, Florida, about prayer, here's what he'd say. Write it down. He would say to us this morning, it's not about flowery prayers. It's not about prideful prayers. We simply just don't pray. So the problem we have today is not flowery prayers. It's not prayers so people can see me and go, wow, what a great spiritual. The key is we just don't pray. The majority of Christians don't pray, period. Period. James, Jesus' brother, says it like this. You do not have because you never ask. Do you understand this morning? Jesus says if you want something, if you don't have it, you should ask God for it. Well, we become so self-sufficient that we use prayer only as a last resort. When we're backed into a corner, when the doctor says there's no hope, when we finally realize we have no answer... Then we say to God, help! And so Jesus would say to you, and he would say to me this morning, look, you're living way below what I want for you. My plans for you are incredible. I have a vision for you that's beyond your understanding. But you never pray. You never communicate with me. You just don't even ask. Now, as you think about that, You're not on an island this morning. What did you ask God for last week? Did you ask Him specifically for some things? The last six weeks on Wednesday night, we've been going through prayer. How to pray, pray big prayers. I'd encourage you to just get some of the tapes, DVDs, CDs, start listening to them. If you get this series on prayer, you'll never be the same ever in your life. Ever, 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 ever again. God wants to do so much for you, but you don't even ask. And you don't know how to ask. And so we teach you how to do that. We'll obviously address that next week because Jesus teaches us how to do it. But I want to challenge you this morning, not condemn you at all. God loves you. And you can create an incredible life for yourself if you just discover what God wants. And it can only happen through asking prayer, Barclay says this, A man will have to give an account on a judgment day for every good thing which he might have enjoyed, but did not, because he never asked God. You see, the wonderful blessings God wants to give me, the answered prayer for a loved one, healing for someone else a provision for something else a new job a way to be gifted and used in the church all those things are available from God God is here with this incredible storehouse he says would you please ask and we just don't ask I can do it my own way God says please
0: ask prayer can easily become a rather mundane and repetitive process that we can easily lose sight of what's important In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark taught us some key points that will help us avoid this unfortunate reality. In our study, we learned the importance of approaching prayer as a two-way conversation between us and our loving Father.
3: You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website.
0: Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will give us a sobering reminder of just how quickly our lives can turn around. In our study, we'll learn the importance of trusting in our foundation in Christ, rather than temporary things such as riches or health. Pastor Mark will also teach us the importance of not only a healthy prayer life, but we'll also learn the benefits of fasting. We've run out of time for today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living.